Hi, this is Margot Kelly with Political Commentaries and uh, good news, good news. We have the coronavirus vaccine and all the masks, the in, um, the intubators and all of the um, testing that we could ever want. It's been delivered and, oh, April Fool's, just kidding. That was a terrible April Fool's joke. I know. All right, listen. Why am I doing this podcast so soon after I just did the last one? I have to do this to apologize to all of those who I do not know and those that I do know who are my Republican friends who I have royally pissed off because I certainly am not trying to. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen as I speak in a moment. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that likely going to happen. And here's why. But I'm sorry about it. But I'm not sorry enough to put my head in the sand and not make you face this. Okay. Here's the thing. When an alcoholic or drug addict reaches, they call it reaching a bottom because sometimes it takes somebody dying, running somebody over, losing your child, a a spouse, a a company, a business, a house, something, everything. Sometimes it takes all of the above before somebody is willing to say, "Uh uh-oh, I screwed up. I need help. And I, I need to admit it. I've, I have a problem. I'm an addict and I've chosen to be in denial about it. And as a result of my choose to be in denial about it, lots of people are dead and I don't have anything and my life is destroyed. And all my loved ones have been suffering as a result of my denial. Countless people, maybe strangers, co-workers, maybe children, maybe spouses, they have all suffered terribly, terribly, terribly because of your denial. So you say to yourself, all right, I'm, I'm ready to end the suffering and the misery and, and for myself and for everybody. And you go get help. Yay. That's how you reach your bottom. Yay. Okay. But for those who remain in denial and never get the help and continue to harm themselves and subject other people to the harm, um, those are the people that pose a real threat. It's, 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 it's a problem because they're not willing to acknowledge that they're a danger to themselves and others because of the way they think. Okay. Because there's something they're they're wanting more importantly than admitting that. So when I talk to Republicans who are still in the Trump camp. I want you to understand that I don't hate this man. And I've said it over and over and again. I get him. You understand the difference? Okay. I hate that he's able to fool you. I hate that you're not willing to listen to facts and reality Instead, you accept blindly what he says when he tells you that everybody and all the media and don't listen to anybody but me, believe me. Don't, you know, trust me, believe me, believe me. I hate that you go, okay, I'll do that. Because your denial 
or your laziness or your busyness has has a has an effect on everybody else like the alcoholic who's in denial okay and I see that and I recognize that and maybe that's unfortunate that I'm insightful I'm sorry being insightful makes me piss you off you know I don't do you think I like it do you think I like to be having to be this person to bring you know so that you guys can hate on me like that's my goal in life I'm a masochist I want everybody to hate me but no I what I want to do though and maybe I'm suffering my own delusion and my own denial to think that I can make a difference to just anybody maybe that's my failing maybe there's no hope for for you maybe you'll always say It's just better for me to support Donald Trump, a malignant narcissist, pathological liar, borderline sociopath, who has proven time and time again to not just attack on an individual basis, but on a group basis and on a migrant basis and on a country basis and on a allies basis. And now people are literally dying because of unpreparedness on a leadership basis, just strictly leadership, just purely not being prepared, not being prioritized, not knowing how to create a crisis management, getting rid of the people that would create a crisis management and dropping the ball. And now as a result, we are in the situation that we're in, going around making light of it before, you know, we should have been making, making it out to be what it was. So, so now the denial of the Republican supporter from cognitive, cognitive dissidents who's not wanting to come to terms and acknowledge that, hey, this person did a bad call. They did a bad, they made a man, bad move. And their inability to operate and perform as expected has consequences. So when you hire somebody and you look at their resume, and you're a surgeon, do you go, well, you know what I want? I want that comedian to be uh, in our hospital running uh, our surgery. Uh, but no, you don't, you don't do it. Of course you don't. I don't know how we, how we decided when we voted for any time, not just him, whoever. Like, how do we pick these people that have no experience and don't have the right personality. Like you have to do a personality test sometimes just to get a job. They run you through a thousand million interviews. I don't know how this, how, you know, with thousands of people petitioning, you know, from Harvard to Stanford to everywhere, mental health experts saying this man's a danger. We have to, it's our duty to warn. Um, how everyone that just went, nah, I don't care. That's good. I'm good with that. How derelict. I mean, like, really, how derelict? How do you, I'm talking to you, my friend, my friend, I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to my enemies right now. You guys that listen to me and you hate on me for the things I post. So you keep saying you're spewing hatred. No, I'm spewing irritation and a passion. And maybe I do it aggressively for the people who are being stupid by not listening to what the experts are saying. Let me put it to you in a way less offensive. I'll work on that. Let me try it. Let me, this is going to be an experiment. Let's see how I can have more tact. 
and then you will maybe be more receptive. When thousands of people who are professionals at the top schools of, psych- of the School of Psychiatry and Psychology come forth with a duty to warn about a leader or a potential leader being unfit in that position could potentially bring imminent harm. Um, it would be who you benefit all to respectfully listen and take in what they say so that you do not endanger the society at large. How was that? I didn't use the word stupid. Is that better? <sighs> okay. Well, I would never make a good politician. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I would never. Alright. So, because I would be like, I'm just too, I'm just maybe too, uh, I just don't have enough tact here. I, so I can see how saying calling somebody stupid, although I do think it's stupid to ignore that. You know, I just feel like a like. Are you really going to make me sit here and pussyfoot around and not say, "Hey, that's stupid"? But you can say it. You can say it all the day, all day long. You can say something stupid, but you don't want to hear it back when it's you. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you know, that was stupid for that guy to pull out in the car and not even look both ways. That's okay to say that okay you were stupid that you just left your purse and your wallet on the bar and walked with your money bills sticking out and you walked away that was stupid <clears throat> should you say it was probably a good all I do have a friend that would have said it this way actually <clears throat> <clears throat> my friend Suze would have said it much nicer she would have said you know maybe you shouldn't have left your wallet out Maybe next time you should think about, you know, I don't know, because you never know. Somebody might, you know, whatever. Somebody might take it and just food for thought. Yeah, you. that's tactful. I, I'll give you that. I, I don't have that. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to change that because that's um, not my personality. Just like Trump's not going to change who he is because that's not his personality. So I'm not auditioning for, a, you know, a podcast that makes me extremely tactful. Maybe my spot for life one, I'll try to be more zen for you. <laughs> but in this one, listen, we're talking about very heavy, hot and dirty topics. And just like a drug addict and an alcoholic being in denial causing harm to themselves and others. That's why I'm doing this. I'm trying to shake you out of the denial because it's a, because it's harmful. And when I said how many people in my last podcast, how many people need to die? How many? How many more? Is it one? Is it two? Is it a thousand? Is it 300? Is it 5,000, 10,000, 11,000, 12,000, 100,000, 200,000? How many people die because you're still wanting to ignore and be in denial about how come? 
coming. Because you kind of got to get to your bottom before your denial gets. I mean, what's it going to take for you to, to move off your denial? So, you know, the saying, pride happens before the fall. Pride happens before the fall. My dear friend who I love dearly, who got so offended at me in the one podcast because I said that the cult people can't think for themselves, they're mindless jellyfish doing and puppeting whatever Trump says. That's what makes them a cult, by the way. It's kind of like the definition of not thinking for themselves and following their cult leader and being deceived. That's kind of the whole point I'm making. But she got mad and she said to me, well, you know, maybe you should research or maybe you should. Well, you know what? I do. That's the whole thing is I do research and I don't get my news from one channel. I don't just watch CNN. I watch CNN, MSNBC, ABC, uh, even Fox, uh, CBS, uh, PBS, BBC. I mean, I like you know what I mean. I uh, both New York and Los Angeles Times. I'm independent. I get many other sources through eleven thousand people I follow. I mean, I I'm not, and I fact check. So, and I do research on my own. She doesn't. She readily admits she doesn't because she's, you know, not that into it. So she whatever she picks up. She gets from, I don't know which station she's listening to, but she has a lot of opinions about how bad the, um, whatever she's been fed about Hillary and all these people that, you know, through the uh, right-wing conservative media. So that's the media she's got opinions about, which is very biased. Um, So, you know, yes, media does have biases. Certain channels do. Um, But you can't change the facts if facts are still facts. You can't make a conspiracy theory a fact because it's not. It's a conspiracy theory. So, anyways, the point I'm trying to make is, is it easier to get offended? Is it easier to be offended? Is it easier to attack the source or the messenger rather than the one who the message is about? Maybe so. If you feel that by accepting sending any onus on your part to say I'm kind of responsible because I keep condoning and supporting and defending and deflecting and you know projecting what I think or feel about that person I hate you for making me feel bad and make me have to think about that and making me question myself I hate you for saying I've got a drinking problem and making me have to face that I have to stop drinking now I hate you for pointing this out because now you're going to make me do something I don't want or think something I don't want that's kind of what's happening here. I'm getting some serious attack and flack because I'm bringing, I'm triggering stuff in people. I'm triggering, you know, I'm triggering stuff. And it's easier to attack me rather than the person who themselves attack themselves or, or attack the person who the story's about. Because the story's about them and and, and the and the denial. That's what it's about. President, again, I don't hate President Trump. I, I, he's, he's a sick man. I understand him. I get him. I don't hate the people that are fooled by him. They're, they were conned. I, I've been conned. I don't hate people for being conned. I hate the fact that he's so good at deceiving. And I hate the fact that those who've been deceived are so committed and prideful and arrogant 
that they won't willingly you know say enough lies enough harm has happened that I'm willing to get off my my stand of refusing to admit it I'm willing to come out of my denial for the sake of the betterment of others I'm willing to do it I'm willing to face the truth as much as the truth you know may hurt willing to do it when that christian magazine came out and said look we're not gonna we're not supporting this it it was exactly what this one man needed who left the cult it was exactly what he needed for him to feel he could leave it was after that was only after that and he said well i recognized that when i went to a when i went to a rally and he was rude to somebody that he wasn't a good Christian man. I recognized it then or whatever. Well, you didn't recognize it uh, every day, all through the day, all through the abuses of power, all through the uh, bullying and insulting. You didn't recognize it, but you said it wasn't that. It was, he didn't recognize it because Trump suddenly was suddenly a bully and rude. He recognized it because he got that permission from that Christian magazine that came out and stood up for where the evangelists were like, you know, protecting him and trying to say he's the chosen one, the really great, the, the extremist. This Christian magazine came out and said, no, that's, this is, he's not a good guy. He is committing um, abuses of power and he needs to be impeached and removed. And finally that man could come to terms with all that. So what's it going to take for you? I wonder, and I question, and I make you think about, and you get mad. And what is it going to take? You want me to stop putting the truth in your face. You want me to just go, just accept that everybody makes mistakes, Margot. Nobody's perfect and everybody lies. And therefore, don't you know, and, and other people weren't much better. And you want to come up with all this bullshit to justify, to not make yourself feel bad. And I can't support you in that. And I won't because I'm actually here for the opposite reason. Not to make you feel okay with making bad choices that hurt not just you, but everybody else. I'm actually here to make you realize that your denial is hurting not just you, but everybody else. And this is the bottom. I'm asking you, how many lives now have to die so that you can stay in denial? How many more? How many more lives need to die? Again, ask yourself. I'm not going to debate you on this. We know what makes a good leader. If you don't know it, Google it. Having a crisis management plan in place makes a good leader. Taking ownership and responsibility for your mistakes makes you a good leader. Not lying makes you a good leader. Uniting people, bringing people together makes you a good leader. Not abusing people for your own self-interest makes you not a malignant narcissist. Okay, I'm not going to apologize for that. And you should be thanking me. And maybe one day you will. You know, there are Republicans that have left the cult of Trump and said, listen, we're sorry. And please forgive us. Please forgive us for making it possible and for our mischaracterization of understanding who this person was. We're not mad at those people. Nobody's mad at them. We thank them. Welcome to reality. Thank you for coming out of that prideful place where you could admit. But the only reason you're not admitting, you can you can use I don't know, because why aren't you knowing then? Do your own research. Why don't you find out what's going on? Why? You're going to be okay with 
what, if 50% of the population is saying something's wrong, you're going to be okay with saying 50% must be wrong and you don't want to listen and you're just going to listen to one guy? Does that make sense to you? Does it? That's a problem. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm not trying to be hated by you. Just trying to get you to understand this denial that you're in is, is harmful. And I'm trying to use an analogy that maybe feels less threatening and less close to home or one that you could actually relate to through yourself or somebody else that would make you be able to say, okay, I can see how denial is a dangerous thing. And sometimes people have to literally hurt their life and others lives before they come out of their denial and do something about it. So can you look at that now for me, for yourself, for the rest of the people? How about for the dead people? Could you do it for them? How about for the people that that were in church, told by a by a by their pastor, shake your neighbor's hand, knowing full well that this was we were being told not to do that. And those ones, we we know about them, but we don't know how many of them are dead now. Everybody has to take a responsibility for their part in their denial. People die because of denial, not because just people coming out like terrorists with guns, with unloading a hundred rounds. That's not the only thing that kills people. It's denial that kills people. It's denial that allows abuse to continue. In your personal home, in your own personal life, how many people have been victims of being abused emotionally or psychologically or sexually in their lifetime and they went for help and they were received a response we're in denial we're in denial how many people witnessed something and they couldn't protect somebody from the threat of another person that was doing harm because that person was more convincingly a liar and they went on to harm others How many cheating spouses got busted and the other spouse said, I don't believe it, it's not true, and stayed until they gave them their very best years, until they couldn't deny it any longer, and they lost an opportunity to actually be in a loving relationship with somebody who actually did, was worthy of their trust. My point is, is being in denial isn't helping you. It's not helping others. It's hurting Because if it wasn't something, I wouldn't trigger something in you. You wouldn't get so mad at me and you wouldn't get so angry if I, if I post something on, uh, you know, with Trump himself featured, you know, insulting people or making a fool of himself or, you know, lying or, you know, insulting, you know, governors or other people. Um, or bragging in a, in a way that's just humiliating because you recognize that there is no human being that is great at everything. And when he has to do that, it's got to make you feel stupid because that's your guy. You know, when that happens, you know, you're not, if, you, if the trigger and the anger is being directed at the person who's posting it, filming it, 
that's misdirected aggression and anger. That's completely misdirected. You gotta look inwards, you guys. You gotta be be willing to look at what level denial is playing in, and at what bottom and how many lives will it take for you before you come out? When will you reach your bottom? It's a sincere question. President Trump, I do not hate him. I get him. He is a malignant narcissist, borderline sociopath, pathological liar. This isn't an opinion. It's a fact. He's gotten over 16,000 lies that have been fact-checked or misleading quotes. He has uh, a long life history of people who are close to him that can tell you that he has been a liar. And he's already an abuser all the time. We know that. That's not news to us. But it's an acceptance that you've come to accept as a role model yourself. His behavior from his past, from being, you know, um, sexually uh, assaulting people, you have said you've forgiven him. That's okay by you. His uh, numerous adulterous relationships, you're okay with that because you figure, well, a good Christian person says they forgive somebody, but they got to forgive somebody who is actually sorry. You don't forgive people who aren't sorry, do you? Why are you forgiving them for what? For not being sorry? For going to repeat it? Do you just keep saying, well, rapist, I forgive you. No need to no need to do more. And you go rape some more and I'll forgive you again. At some point, you got to take responsibility and say, you did wrong. I recognize that. I don't hate you. I hate what you did. But I'm going to remove you from ever being in a position to do it again. That's it. It's that simple. And when you don't remove that person from doing that, then you are you're 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 uh, what's the you're an accessory to whatever they do next you're an enabler you're 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 making it possible you're making it so so that's my message to you guys who are really angry with me and who really hate me and my including my friends yes i'm not the most tactful person i get that i, I recognize that i mean i'll try to be less in your face about how stupid i think you're behaving and try to be more I'll try I do try I do it in my posts and maybe I'm you know maybe I am not just saying things I need to be more careful and considerate I'm sorry for that and I'll try to work on that but I'm but I sincerely feel that your denial is what this is about not my choice of words to saying that's really stupid or you're you know, you are, are not, uh, your denial is what it is that's causing a danger. In other words, I'm not the one that's, you don't really hate me. You don't even know me. Like you, you're just hating what I'm bringing out inside of you. That's what I'm trying to say. Look inside the mirror. That is where the hate's coming from. You're going to look in that mirror and you're not going to see my face. It's not me that's, that's projecting the hate. It's you projecting it to me because you hate how I'm making you feel. You hate that this cognitive dissonance of of Trump versus what he really is versus what you want to believe he is and what you condone and what you don't condone and how you come to terms with all that. Okay, so it's not me. So I apologize for offending you, but I'm not really offending you on... I'm, you're being offended because you're in denial. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, <clears throat> do me a favor. Ease up on me and ease up on the um, 
the others who aren't in denial and who are bringing to your attention, hey, there's somebody that's a bad leader and as a result, it's affecting a lot. It, you know, it's, it's more than our constitution. It's more than our republic. It's more than our national security. Now it's literally lives. And you got to figure out how many people more need to die before you're willing to say, maybe I made a bad decision. Maybe actually you should educate yourself about how malignant narcissists, pathological liars, borderline sociopathics people don't make good leaders. Maybe you should educate yourself on that. Maybe you should read about the cult and how what becomes a cult and how denial works and what part you, um, how to get get in touch with reality when you are stuck in a cult kind of mindset. How do you get willing to face truth versus what you, the world you set up in your mind? And I'm going to say to you, the first step I believe is pride. It's a biblical thing. Pride happens before the fall. The only thing holding you back and the only thing really triggering you is your pride. That's what it is. You just need to come to terms with it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to say you were conned. Why is that such a hard thing? Let it go. We've all been there. We'll forgive you. We'll accept it. We're not going to condemn you for saying you were wrong. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's not the end of the world. It's not okay to be in denial because then you'll never, you'll never get out, right? And if you know an alcoholic and you know a drug addict and you know anybody who's hurt you, not just themselves because of their denial, and you sit there and you understand that pain that you go through, watching them abuse themselves and you and their children and their life and others and how painful it is because you recognize that if they would just admit they had a problem and go get help, it could it could all be different. It could all be different. We could elect somebody who wasn't a malignant narcissist. That's our power. We have a job application. We're we're running interviews. It's our we're it's our right, it's our privilege, and it's our power to live in this democracy. We have the right to say we object to Russia interfering in our elections and Ukraine to have to interfere or China because we're in trade wars. We have a right to demand that that these people adhere to the Constitution. And then if they get busted, that they have to have a trial and that the, the representatives who oversee that trial have to be honest and fair and not just say we're we're going to keep this person here knowing full well that they did wrong and we helped to make it possible because we don't want to have accountability because those accountabilities, what's the only difference between a psychopath, a sociopath, and just a regular citizen, really? Somebody who want, who's refusing to take ownership. I'm not wrong. I don't care. I don't care what I've done to you. I don't, I've murdered you. I've raped you. I've, I've done this. I've done that. But there'll be no consequences to me. Who does that? We don't run this country that way anyway so my message to you is please really look at your denial my message to you is also I am sorry for offending you and my message to you also is I will try to be less um, use words that less offensive to you like be more tactful like my friend Suze would have said How would she have said this? If she was speaking of the cult, and if I was her, she would probably say to you in this podcast that she was talking, she'd probably say, well, 
I'm gonna send this to her so she can listen. She knows who I. She knows I'm talking about. She probably say, "Well, you know, um, opinions are different, and people have different opinions, and um, you know, we hope that everybody could listen to this opinion and maybe consider some of the things that I'm saying, so that um, they would, you know, make a decision about what they want to think then next." I don't know. <laughs> She'd say, oh, God, what a different. See, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm, I've never been accused of being tactful. I've always been accused of being very direct and very honest. And sometimes that's, you know, n- n- you know, hard, hard, hard bill to swallow, especially to somebody who's in denial. I, said, I don't pussyfoot around with words too often. Like I would say to an alcoholic, hey, you're, you're an alcoholic. You're fucking up your, oops. But I would say that you, I just said it now. I can't take it away. Your life and you're hurting everybody around you. I don't really give a shit about how much you love your booze. I love everybody around you and you more than that. So I'm dragging your ass into this place, kicking and screaming. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's more my style, <laughs> but not necessarily helpful, I guess, for um, mismanners. I don't know. Sorry for swearing. <clears throat> Anyways, all right, that's it. That's my message. I'm sorry to all my haters who hate me, but they don't really hate me. They hate what I'm making them feel. They hate the triggers. They hate the things I'm suggesting. They hate to think that themselves. I, I am considering them being irresponsible and not looking at their sources and not doing their homework and not recognizing that if thousands of the most professional people from the highest schools of psychiatry are saying this is a problem this guy's got these problems don't dismiss it don't do it because you're too prideful and don't look for ways to stay where you're at try to look for ways to listen to them why do they say a malignant narcissist is a bad leader why why do they say crisis not having a crisis management is bad why is that so important learn some of these things so that you can then feel more comfortable about letting go of your your position of denial that's my message don't hate me don't hate don't don't be a hater okay i i do love you people even the ones that hate me but you frustrate the hell out of me but I really am here for you, not just you, but for me and for other people too. I'm here to bring about something good, I hope. I hope, and that is my purpose. I may, may fail miserably at it, but that's why I'm here. So until next time, you can find me. You can subscribe or follow, I wish you would. You can, maybe, maybe the next podcast, you never know. I might say, oh my God, I was wrong. President Trump's the greatest. You never know. Stay tuned. Um, And you can find me at Simply Margulis on Twitter. And until next time, have a wonderful April Fools. Hope we got it. I got to think of something to do to fool my fam. That's what I'm going to do today. Um, Anyways, until next time, you guys stay safe. Um, Don't hate, don't hate the messenger. Uh, 
examine yourself, look where self-denial and pride is interfering. And it's not probably just a heads up. One last thing. Oh, quick. One last thing. If you've got a problem with pride in this argument, in this debate, it's probably not the only problem. It's probably showing up in your personal life as well or in other areas. Where is denial and pride hand in hand? Okay, that's my message to you. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.